Coach, hey, thanks for joining me on this simple coach-to-coach interview. Do appreciate you taking the time. I can't say how super excited I was for you to respond to say that you're willing to get under the bright lights of uh, this um, of my interviews. So very thankful that you you're, you're, you've agreed to, to join me today. No, thanks for thanks for asking. Um, I I've been I've been off the boards and all that stuff. Deep three soccer for a long time. So when you asked, and I did a little research. Um, there's a lot for us to talk about. Um, <laughs> if you want to scan my my office here and check for dead animals, or uh, <laughs> we could we could do that. Um, but I won't bite. We'll, we'll have a good we'll yeah, have a good chat. Yeah, yeah. No no animal sacrifices. I no, I haven't let's, done that in a long time. Let, yeah, let's get rid of that. Take that off the table. Um, hey, let's let's just start with the easy one. I I think this is your seventeenth year as the head coach at Amherst. I, that sounds right. So, I sound yeah. yeah, sixteen, seventeen, somewhere in that range. COVID misses up the math. Yeah, so yeah. you know, you missed that one year. I got here. Oh seven was my first uh, season. Yeah. Um, so, can you just talk about your soccer experience, like how you know as a player, what what have you, and, and then how did you end up at Amherst? Yeah. Well. I wasn't much of a player, Paul. So that's that's. Uh, <laughs> no, you that's can lie. That's a, I lie all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, there's too many, too many, uh, um, too many uh, witnesses. But yeah. <laughs> I uh, grew up in Winchester, Mass., uh, and just had an unbelievable high school sports experience with soccer and basketball. Knew I wanted to play in college. Somehow got the opportunity to go to Drew and play at Drew. Um, Drew University and, in New Jersey. Yeah. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yep. That's forty-five minutes from my house. Yep, Madison, New Jersey, and yeah, yeah. Loved every moment. Did not play one important minute in my four <laughs> years. Um, Lenny Armith is one of my favorite people in the world, and like one of the best coaches in the country. Um, and Lenny, you know, not begrudgingly, but. Was, was so great to me and, and let me, you know, be an imp- important part of the team. And, um, uh, you know, all four years there, we had great, we had a great program. The year after I graduated, they actually went to the national final uh, and lost 2-1 to um, Trinity of Texas, which, which uh, I was at that game. But I had a great experience. Um, loved every moment it drew. And when I got out, I was like, I want to coach. And Dennis Bond at Lafayette needed an assistant I made, I don't know, $1,500 that year. Spent two years with Dennis, who's one of my best friends in the world. Then got a chance to go out to Northwestern with Tim Lenahan, uh, another, like, amazing, legendary coach. Uh, before getting an opportunity to go to Duke with John Rennie and Mike Jeffries, who, uh, two other legends. I mean, it's been, like, a crazy uh, experience as far as getting opportunities to work with some of the best coaches in the country and some of the best people in the country. Uh, and then after my year at Duke, we uh, I got the opportunity to come to Amherst, and it's been amazing, and it's the perfect spot for me, and I've loved just about every second of it uh, <laughs> all the way for the last seventeen years. So it's been great. Yeah. What was it about Amherst? Is I know I know you have. I mean, I'll just say you have a ridiculous amount of uh, degrees, um, uh, master's degrees, and whatnot, like. So is it just the atmosphere the that that Amherst really ticked the nerve for you? 
Uh, I just love the Division Three experience. So, like, mm -hmm. having played at Drew, um, getting the opportunity to go to places like Northwestern and Duke, at Duke we were number one in the country. Like, it was a wonderful experience, but it was probably different from, like, what I was looking for. The community, the the uh, student-athletic experience in Division Three is what um, what I was – what I went through and what I sort yeah. of believe in. And so yeah. Amherst is, you know, the, the I, place. I think yeah, – yeah. Yeah, Crown Jewel, and, and I'm, yeah. I still don't know why they hired me. I'm trying to I ask Suzanne <laughs> Coffey, who, who took a chance on a 28-year-old yeah. um, guy. I, I don't know why, but I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I've had this chance because it's, it's really – I have had a bunch of Division One opportunities since I've been mm -hmm. here, and not even like a tiny little cell in my body wow. would want to do that. Yeah. That's so, interesting because I, I would – You've had tr tremendous amounts of success, and but I, I, that's the one thing I've always asked: like, why, why, why aren't you right? And I don't mean that disrespectfully, like, right? A career progression. Your next, like, you, you were at Duke. You did have all this Division One experience. Can that would be the next step? But that makes sense. Well, somebody told me once, Paul, like, you know, don't don't chase silver when you've got gold. Right. And I think yeah. part of life is so easy for us to all like try to find the next brass ring. Right. And it's yeah. like, dude, you're never going to be, yeah. it's always going to be another step on the ladder. And when you yeah. find something you love and you're passionate about, yeah. then find that and, and like yeah. treasure it and value it. And, and that's what I thought. But the other piece of the puzzle is it, it's also, I'm the second I'm the second best coach in my family. My, my wife was the UMass women's lacrosse coach for <laughs> the last 12 years. They were like, right. I think her record in the A-10 was 79 and one. And so to find a, 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 a place that we could both yeah. coach college sports and do like, that's another piece of the puzzle. And Amherst yeah. has also treated me great. And I'm yeah, grateful yeah. for that. So, All right. So I'm going to ask you, what is it about Amherst soccer, your program that makes it so special in your mind, in your eyes? Oh, so um, it's a great question. I mean, I think it's in my eyes, it's a it's a it's a place where like the care level of our students and alumni is at a hundred out of a hundred. So there are people that have come through this program that care so much about Amherst soccer, care so much about their teammates, care so much about everything that we do, the unselfishness, like that's what I make, I think makes it special. I think we've also been blessed to have people attached to our team that have been like extraordinary. Mm -hmm. So a guy, Derek Shea has been with me for the last 10 years. Derek Shea's as good of a human being as you'll ever be around. Kathy jekinowski has been our athletic trainer all 17 years I've been here. She's an amazing person. I think the, 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 the support we've gotten from our administration, like, it's just like, I don't know, you probably, and I've mentioned this in different interviews, but like, remember that, that, that movie, The Truman Show, the Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. His whole life is scripted. That's yeah. how Amherst Soccer has felt to me. Like, there's been yeah. so many extraordinary people that have come through it, and so... Mm -hmm. That's what I think it's about. And, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really care about the soccer and the wins and the losses and all that. But we have a bunch of guys that have set a standard of, like, caring and love and um, emotion that I think is 
I, I it's not like that most places. And um, th- that's what I think is special. I don't mm-hmm. know. So I would, as an outsider, I, I've always been surprised that the, what seems like watching you obviously video and, and whatnot, the level of commitment that the te- the players have to whatever Amherst soccer is represents. And obviously I only see the facet on the field, but um, that to me is always something that comes out of the screen every time I watch is that that level of buy-in to Amherst soccer, whatever that might be. Um, and I think, I think Paul, I also think the other thing is along those lines, like it's, it's because of the people we've had come to the program. Mm-hmm. Like there's story after story about guys like being so unselfish. I've not had one person come to my office in the last decade that's been like, hey, coach, I think I should be playing. And in fact, it's gone the other way. Where a senior might be sitting in front of me, you know, in my office, and I'll go to, you know, hey, listen, Paul, we're going to take care of you this year. Like, you've been an amazing teammate. Like, whenever I – and I had one kid go, coach, stop. Like, if I can help, put me up there. If yeah. not, we got a lot of good players. And, and, and so, like, that's a crazy thing as a coach yeah. to have. Yeah. Um, and that all turned around. I'll tell you, uh, there's a moment where our entire program changed. One moment in time. Uh, Spencer Noon, our all-time leading goal scorer, this is 2012. We were in preseason, right? And Spencer was his captain, senior. Um, I was doing the thing you're supposed to do, right? Which is mm-hmm. we bring all the kids in preseason, and you're writing down on the board. And mm-hmm. I said, guys, I want to hear what you think we should do more of. And I want to hear what you think we should do less of. So I start writing things down on the board. Spencer, our best player, raises his hand. Coach. Yeah, Spence. Uh, this is a waste of time. I'm like, all right. Well, thanks for sharing your opinion. Like, why is this a waste of time? <laughs> he goes, because whatever you think is best, we've got your back. We'll do whatever you think it is. Like, don't worry about what we think. We totally believe in you. And that, to have your best player say that. Say that. In this That's moment. powerful. Yeah. And so it's been like that for, I've felt that for 14 years. All the stories you hear about what a tough time this is to coach. Paul, I felt none of that. And mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I, that's attributable to the leadership and, and the, the, the foundation and tradition guys have passed on. And it's, it's really easy to coach this group of guys and has been. So th- that's what I think is unique and special. Mm-hmm. Can, can I ask you and – That sounds uh, like I love to hear that, right? Because if if one thing was pretty clear in in sort of what we've talked about since there there hasn't been discussions around soccer, you know what I mean? Soccer is just whatever brings everybody together. But we you haven't talked about oh the wins, the losses. What what you, you've talked about the individuals, and I, and I I think that's the good programs figure out figure that out pretty quickly that the soccer game itself is not the necessarily the important part it's all the other stuff right that brings the guys together and do you in your experience at the division one level was was it similar i mean is this something you're you learned from another program you know what i mean from another program like at duke did you is that where that you learned it there or is are you saying it's very unique in your experience that amherst is that it just so happens that Amherst is like this. 
No, I mean, I, I don't think um, – well, first of all, Amherst Soccer has been a, an amazing program for a lot longer than I've been, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 been here. So, so the foundation of, like, uh, success and tradition and all that was, you know, Peter Gooding is a legend. Milton Gooding has done, you know, did such an amazing job uh, prior to the time that I was here. So I was, I was certainly, you know, stepping on their shoulders or climbing on their, their backs to, to keep it going and mm-hmm. not screw it up. But I also think, like, you know, between Dennis Bond and Tim Linehan, um, Tim's a Division three guy. He was at Stockton College for all those years before Northwestern. Yeah. Um, it, it was that type of uh, environment. And I, and I took some things from Tim, some things from Coach Rennie um, at Duke. Uh, you know, and I was only the, with, with the Duke guys for a year, but I still have amazing relationships. Like, I think all those steps, I've never been part in my entire – I don't think that I've been part of a losing knock on wood because that could happen this fall. But a losing team, you know, since I, yeah. since I started playing high school sports – so I think that like the the lessons I've I've learned along the way have helped, and then you do your own. You're also yeah. true to your own personality, and that that plays a role too. I mean, as much as Tim Lenahan played a role in in shaping our program, hey, so did my mom, right? Yeah, and yeah. so did my grandparents, and so did yeah. my wife. Like these are Very the things, true. the lessons you take that. Yeah. Hopefully, you do a good job and don't screw it up. Um, yeah. And you know, I, yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask you a million-dollar question here, and I mentioned it before we started recording. There are two attitudes about Amherst. I'll just say Amherst soccer because I don't know the attitudes to the Amherst, the school, but Amherst soccer. There are, and shout out to the to dad of one, of your Australian player because he's the one who sort of, I'll just say, visualized it for me in, in sort of his discussions of Amherst. You have folks who will will run into a brick wall for Amherst soccer. Like just so committed, so committed. Love, love it, love it, love it, love it. And then you have another group of people that think you are doing animal sacrifices in your office and um, are quite possibly the, you know, the devil incarnate or the, as a program. Do you, why? Let, help me ex- understand why that is. There's no, there's nobody in the middle. Um, that's the first I've heard of this. I'm, I'm surprised that you say all that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, you'd have to ask them, and and you know, I think all, all we can do is love what we do. But I think yeah. there's a level of, um, there's a level of passion that we bring to things. And when you when you introduce that level of passion and care, it, it brings out passion and care on the other side. And yeah. you know, there's 430 programs, and um, we do things differently than a lot of those programs. And so, uh, people are going to probably, you know, I think we're it's it's a little divisive, and I get that. And we also play, I think, a different type of soccer, uh, you know, I, I, I do think people have gotten it wrong, which I don't want anything to change, by the way. So, like, mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing all those other forms in my programs. Um, it's your competitive I, I advantage, right? <laughs> but I will say it's like, it's like you're the first person that's, that's and I respect the fact that you email me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even though I disagree with some of the things you said on some of the, the different podcasts, but that's okay. Totally get it. And that's fine. That's why I'm doing this. But yeah. Right. But I think, you know, I don't know. I, I love that show, Ted Lasso. Do you watch Ted Lasso? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's a quote in it that talks about, like, be curious, not judgmental. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, for a long time, no one's been curious about what we're – I mean, we're doing something right. I, yeah, yeah. I don't, oh, I – So – Yeah. So and I think it, I think it's it, there's a lot of different reasons that that we elicit that I do think um, I do think right or wrong um, no it's wrong but I think that we've looked a little bit different than other teams I think that you know uh, diversity has been something that we've championed for the last 15 years and it's it, the the reason that I got off the boards. Uh, a bunch of years ago and stopped reading them was because I think the euphemisms and the things that were said were yeah, really hurtful. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah, so yeah, I, I think that. part of that is that, you know, we've looked and acted differently and, and um, we've been un unapologetic for it. I think that's a big piece of it is mm -hmm. that, you know, especially myself, like um, I love what we do. My, my only concern is the 30 guys in our yeah. locker room. And, and, I, and that's why I think listening to some of these, other interviews you've done and, and you've had some amazing coaches, but I think sometimes, especially the younger guys get it wrong a little bit where they think that the, 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 the responsibility lies in like, you know, being accepted or like, like, listen, I, I could like, it's good. Like, it'd be great to have everybody love everything that you do. Right. But like, yeah. I don't care about that. I care about the 30 yeah. people having an extraordinary exp yeah. uh, experience. Yeah. And if I'm doing that, then I'm, I'm doing my job. Right. And, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard not to be defensive, but at the same time, I also think, Paul, everybody is totally entitled to their opinion, and I can't, I can't, that's not my responsibility. So. Yeah. I totally, totally appreciate that. Totally appreciate that. I'm, I'm now curious. I, I'm now curious. This, and I'm not, what, what, what do I, what don't I understand about Amherst soccer? From a from a playing perspective, from correct, a yeah. Let's say, let's just. I, I have, I've said all along. I think as much as sometimes your game, sometimes a lot of times your game drives me nuts. Just the way yep. you play, right? Like, yep. And it, it is true. And I said I just don't understand it, and that's probably a big part of the problem. I have always said whatever you're doing and however you're playing, ha there's something going on there that has all of your guys 150% committed to it. So I'm clearly not getting that part, right? Like it helps to hear you talk about the, the importance of the, of the team and Amherst and, and, and those in what we talked about, the, the, the cultural aspects as I, as I wrap them up. But from a soccer perspective, what is it I'm missing? And I'll just tell you very briefly, I think you play in a third of the field and that you get the ball into the the attacking third hook or crook. And then I think the quality of your players comes out. And I think I miss that the other two thirds of the field. And that's the, that I'll just say that very, very high level. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's a hard question for me to answer because I think the assumption is that like, we're going to a training or I don't know. I mean, like, None of this is rocket science, but I think you go through it. You'd think that we were Derek and I uh, and Alex or 
whatever, we're saying, hey, this is what you do when you get the ball, right? Mm -hmm. it, that has never been the conversation. I think what people are missing is that, and I want to be careful that I'm not giving too much. Uh, is the, <laughs> yeah. Suddenly you go, oh, and whatever, because you let the secrets out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still pretty competitive. Uh, <laughs> the rock that our church is built on, Mm -hmm. from a soccer perspective, mm -hmm. is pressure. It is what I care about. If there's a list of 100 things, pressure That's is 1, one through 70. Yeah. And so oh, wow. yeah. you're going to make the, – the game is going to become much more frenetic when you're trying to pressure for 120 yards. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult, doesn't matter how good you are, to then all of a sudden go, all right, we won the ball, let's – Let's settle calm down. down. Yeah, yeah. That's hard to do. And we yeah. haven't, and, and it's totally cool to say, oh, you know, uh, maybe you should do more of that or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We've just been pretty pragmatic about like the number one thing is pressure. We are, we do want to play in your half. And I don't know. We, I, I would also venture to guess that like our analytic sort of outlook on things has been pretty advanced for a while. And I'm really confident that the way that we operate is going to allow us to continue to be successful. And, you know, it, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I will say, I've said it before. Sometimes you watch teams who's the first time they've played you and it's like lambs to slaughter. I mean that respectfully to the teams that play you for the first time or haven't played you in a long time. It's a little bit of lambs to the slaughter because they can't handle that pressure. Uh, right. Yeah. And I think that's the part where maybe this is a, my, you know, character defect of, of, um, of wanting control, right? Like wanting to control, like it just seems that frenetic, chaotic soccer that gets created because the intensity of your pressure um gets lost on me that's 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 the that's the part where i'm kind of like i can't reconcile my preference for i want the ball i want to keep the ball i don't care where on the field i want the ball i want to keep the ball right, right. Whereas I, and i i don't necessarily again just circumstance in the game i don't necessarily see that being your driver i definitely see the pressure like I couldn't imagine playing on a field with you guys. Like, I think I would, I'm, I'm a great soccer player and all that, but the, you know, my 50 year old legs would let me down. <laughs> 54 year old. Yeah, uh, no, believe me, I, I understand that. <laughs> the, um, and, and I also think like, I, I'm not saying that we're right. I mean, there's mm. a million different ways to do it. That's why we all love soccer, right? Right. But I am saying that like, at some point, it's interesting to me. Here's what, I don't have the gene that goes, you know what? We lost not we lost two nothing today, but we played better soccer than the other team. Like I don't, I don't understand. I don't get that. So like, <laughs> you still I, lost. I <laughs> um, yeah, like like to me, like we're trying to we're trying to compete, and I think part of the lesson to kid, to student athletes is like soccer for whatever reason. I don't know when it happened. I think it's a it's a shortcoming of American soccer where it's like you can rationalize everything. You know, yeah. well, we lost two nothing today. Um, we hit the post three times and, and well, listen, like life doesn't work like that. No, we lost because we didn't score. And that's the reality of it. And yeah. that's okay. But like, I, I think too much, we, we try to uh, 
coaches are trying to like uh, do th- this cookie cutter thing, and we, I don't care about that. And, and it's unique to soccer, right? Like you don't hear. I'm a big Celtics fan, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I uh, yeah. I, I'm, really I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, but like you don't hear. Oh man, you know Miami plays really bad basketball. Like what? Like we're not trying to split the atom or like save the whale. Like we're trying yeah. to win games. Like, uh, and you know. If we beat Middlebury on September 9th or whatever date that is, like, and we connect 35 passes and score on a back heel, I'll be happy. If yeah. we take the ball out of bounds for 90 minutes and score on a long throw, I'm just as happy. And, yeah. and maybe that's – I don't know. Like, I I do know that our kids love it. And and it would be – the other piece of the puzzle that has never made sense to me in the criticism mm-hmm. is, like – it would be something totally different if we were defending and like being direct. And that was a miserable way to play, but we've scored like 20% more goals than any other NESCAC team in the last 17 years. And we get numbers forward all game long, probably to our detriment. Like it's a pretty fun way to play. You know what I, I mean? I would agree with you there. So, I, so the key, yeah. Yeah. Like we're more like, and that, it, there's no right or wrong, but we're more like Maryland soccer than we are like Akron soccer. Like that, yeah. But in somehow in the Division Three world, and I think it's because there's a little bit of a lack of imagination. Like we're the bad guy. Like I don't quite understand. <laughs> um, I will say, and and that's a good point that you raise. And I will, having watched it, you you. you you have a much greater commitment going forward than you have going back, right? In, 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 in that you'll commit, guys. If the play calls for it, your guys are going forward, and I do appreciate that, And it, which does leave you susceptible if a, if a team can catch you in the right moment at the right time, they have the right guys where they have to be. They can, they can, they can at least put pressure on you and come as close to goal as you do when you get in the attack, right? If that makes sense. Yeah. It um, probably depends yeah. on the team. And no, it's right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. All right. I'm going to have to watch videos now and, and other games and sort of to, to process everything you've told me about that. Um, but, okay, so let me ask, what what is your – overall assessment of how you did this past season? I mean, I'm so, uh, like, I can get emotional talking about how proud I am of the guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's really easy to forget because we live in this world where, like, what happened five minutes ago is ancient history, right? I mean, (laughs) you know, but listen, we have this, this team that graduated a goalie, Right, yeah. Kofi Hope Gunn, who's now playing professionally with NYCFC two. Yeah. We graduated our entire back four. We graduated the national player of the year. Yeah. These are all different people. We graduated yeah. the final four MVP, offensive yeah. MVP. Not Nacho wasn't here last year, mm-hmm. and we graduated our starting attacking midfielder, Sebastian Derby. So mm-hmm. we were completely reinvented mm-hmm. on the fly, right? And lost one game out of twenty one. And yeah. so, I mean, like. I am so proud of these these guys that came together because that group, because of COVID and the fact that 10 of our seniors took their COVID year, came back in 21, 
that group, um, did that, did the recording stop? No, no, I'm still here. Got it. Maybe it was on my end. Sorry about that. But that group, um, the, uh, they were little brothers that became big brothers pretty quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just an amazing accomplishment and just loved every moment of, of doing that. All right. So one of the things I just thought of, because I do sense that you're, for obvious reasons, you're a really competitive guy. How do you deal with losses? And knowing and knowing what you said earlier, right? Like you don't buy into the whole, hey, let me let me come up with all of the excuse. I don't not you, but what you just talked about the excuses for why you lost. And so somehow that makes it better. Um, well, I think it depends on, I mean, losing is part of life, right? So like, you're going to lose games. And I think it depends on how, how losses happen, right? It depends mm-hmm. on the rhythm of your season. It depends on, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to lose games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and, I, and I've been, it, you know, it's really funny. And if I can just take an aside here, because I think that this is a, yeah, yeah. also a moment to talk about the world that we're living in and social media oh, and this yeah. sort of like, you know, projection and, that everybody yeah. makes, you know, I, I, we've been successful over the past 17 years. But the thing that I've been telling kids ad nauseum lately is I'm the biggest loser there is. So I've lost, Paul, in the NESCAC quarterfinal. I've lost in the NESCAC semifinal. I've lost in the NESCAC final. I've lost in the second round of the NCAAs. I've lost in the Sweet 16. I've lost in the Elite Eight. I've lost in the Final Four. And I've lost in the National Championship game twice, once in penalties. So all the success when we see people – that come across our lives, right, yeah. you think, oh, man, that person's so successful, and you know, how great would it be to yada, yada, or I see that person's Instagram, and you know, they were at that concert, or they were, they were living this great whatever. We can't forget that like, we're defined by our, the way that we approach adversity, and every yeah. single person in the history of the world, and certainly every successful person, has had adversity and find ways around it. So I think when you talk about losses, you know, I, I think that it, it, it really depends. But I also think as a coach, your job is to, like, help these guys understand the lessons to learn. And, and another one of my proud moments was in, in – we won the national championship in 15. 16, we were undefeated. Um, and we went up to Tufts, and we got our butts kicked. I mean, I think it was 2 or 3 nothing. But it was horrible. It was, it was 2016. Yeah. And it was the first time we'd lost. We were undefeated at that point. And I was we were just bad. I mean, part of it's my I played Justin Ayama defensive midfield. Like it was a it was an all around bad day. Our effort wasn't there. It was not good. Um, and I was mad. And we had Bates the next day. So it was a Nescak back to back. Uh-huh. And we go back to the film room because you gotta do the, the scout on Bates. And I was, here's the scouts. You guys better show up tomorrow. Whatever. And I went home, right? Well, I get a call from, or I find out from somebody the next day, here's this really low moment. And they spent three hours in the film room after, and we do this thing within our program called Team Hug. And we do it at least once a year, but it's gotten, taken on a life of its own. And what a Team Hug is, is they go around one by one, and they take a couple minutes, and they talk about, 
if, if Paul, if you're up, they'll talk about things that they love, respect, admire about Paul. And whoever wants to jump in will jump in, right? Mm -hmm. And so in this moment of like really difficult adversity, rather than go back and point fingers and say, oh, this guy didn't pass the ball there, or what's coach doing paying it? They did a team hug in that moment and spent uh, three hours on a Saturday night reaffirming their commitment, care, and love for one another. That's that's, yeah. that's, that's it, man. That's a win. Yeah, that's yeah. a win. Yeah. And 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 I and the last thing I'll say on the topic is like, you know, some of the commentary is so dumb, but it's like, um, probably the most important night of my coaching career mm -hmm. was when we lost the national championship in penalties in 21 because teams don't need you when you win. No, you're good. They're good, man. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, 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 they're happy. They're going to yeah, live yeah. forever. What gets lost in that 19, 19, we went to the national championship, right? And lost the toughs in the final. Then you have COVID. Yeah. One by one, every single one of those guys came back, decided to come back and, and spend, put their lives on hold. Mm -hmm. And there's 430 teams in Division Three. Yeah. So the fight all the way back after two years yeah. to a national final and have your heart broken, right? Like yeah, yeah. My, my, my job, and it will not just be my job on that one night, it'll be my job for the rest of my life is to make sure those guys all know how unbelievable they did to get back to that moment and how if they bring the same type of commitment and love and care to every single thing they do in life, it's not always going to work out the way that you want it to because life doesn't work like that. Yeah. But they're going to be so unbelievably successful if they approach every single thing they do for the rest of their lives with the same type of like just dogged commitment in love for one another and unselfishness and, and the result in the moment like hurts, but it's not about that. It is not about that. And so that's the most important night that I've ever had and will continue to be um, for that reason. And that's a loss. And mm -hmm. that's part of it, right? That's part yeah, of what we're doing. So that was a really long winded answer. And I'm sure people are, <laughs> Sleeping now at their computers no, no. before. Yeah, I don't care. Watching, but, um, I believe all that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I. It's the this is the stuff gets my gets my I get goosebumps right like because that's the you're right. No, no team needs a coach when they win, and because for whatever reasons there's nothing to be said there's nothing more that you're going to do that is going to make that win better or what have you you can make it worse obviously but but better so yeah so but in a loss and in a painful loss right they need you more than ever in the right way right and and that's the that's interesting that your 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 biggest moment was that loss because that was down to the wire, right? Like it could have gone either way, and it just didn't. It just didn't go your way that game, right? And that, like you said, that is that is indeed life. Yeah. Um. All right. So you you went fourteen one and six for the season. You were third in the conference. You beat Connecticut in the tournament final. 
Um, and then and then you made it to the NCAA's. You you you, you beat Husan and St. Lawrence, who I thought the St. Lawrence game was absolutely fantastic. Just the the turnaround, right? Like I just thought it was really showed up. There was a lot there in that game where I was like, man, this is a this is a great example of Division Three soccer. Like there was so much encapsulated in that game um, from both teams. Um, and then you and then you lost to what I think was sort of a surprise was Mary Washington can, can, uh, in, in PKs, right? It ended up going to PKs. Yeah. Um, could you talk about that run in the NCAA's and, and that game against Mary Mary Washington? Do you not sure that you would judge it this way, but do you think it was fair? Like that. Uh, yeah. I think Mary Washington, Jason's done an amazing job with that group. Yeah. And, like, they're a good team. And so, well, first, I think the St. Lawrence game was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, talk about, like, a contrast in style. and like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Toshak's great coach, but even better person. Yeah. Uh, they've done an awesome job. And, you know, uh, they're going to – they'll be back, obviously. Um, and and Gavin's done a great job of hustling. That was actually um, – that was dodgy. They did. They they were really good. That was zero zero at halftime, and mm-hmm. um, we warmed down a little bit. But they they had a great season. And then Mary Wash, like yeah, man. I, mean, I think when you have two forwards that both scored twelve goals or whatever they did, and yeah. the, you're going to be a handful. And you know their their attacking mid was good. I thought the game. It's hard to win six games in a row in November. A lot of game, things have to go your way. Yeah. And you know I thought. Um. I thought we should have been up one nothing in the first thirty seconds. Instead, we were down one nothing, and that's yeah. you can kind of. I'm not sure Jason would tell you differently, but yeah. you got to overcome yeah. calls and all that stuff, and, yeah. and that's that's part of it. We had chances to win. Um, yeah. We just oh yeah, you did. Goal, it wasn't yeah yeah. Their goalie played great, and yeah. you know I'm happy for Jason. Jason's one of the most underrated uh, coaches, I think. Mm-hmm. What he did with North Carolina Wesleyan um, a decade ago, and, and he's built Mary Washington, got to a Final Four. I mean, like, incredible job. So, mm-hmm. you know, on the day, I think ultimately it was such a growing year for us that it, I have nothing but, like, pride for those guys getting there. And it's mm-hmm. hard. I mean, making yeah. the NCAA, oh. making the NESCAC tournament's hard. Yeah, making yeah. The NCAA is not a birthright, it's something that's like, yeah. Hard to do. So any any season, Paul, that you make NCAA's, you're just like, holy smokes, this is this is awesome. Yeah. And then you know to get to the second weekend, and I don't know, I'm proud of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I it is true. Like I I, I talk, almost sometimes you talk about it or I talk about it like, oh, you made the NCAA's. Like it's n- not a big deal, but getting through. I always like getting through September deter- can determine your season. Getting through October healthy sets you up for a November and then all bets are off, right? Like it's like at that point, if you're getting into the dance, you're one of 64 or whatever the number is teams that you're lucky. You should consider yourself. You're one of the best and Holy smokes. Right. And I, I don't think I, I don't think I personally pause enough to, to realize that in team and, and it, how difficult it is through that season, through a fall season to get to that point. 
And man, if you could notch a win, you know, like, holy smoke, you know, like now the mountain's higher, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got to now. So. And the second you take it for granted is going to be the second that you yeah. get caught. And so yeah. we're, I mean, I, I think one fair criticism of me as a coach is like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty anxious Italian guy. Like there has not been one game. I probably coached 300 games. Yeah. There's not been one game that I've gone into that I've been like, oh, we're probably going to win today. Like I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> expecting to get beat three nothing yeah. every game we play, and you know, just winning a game. It is so hard to win a soccer game, yeah. right? And so I don't know. Like I, I'm proud of this group, and then the competitive side of you goes, man, I would have loved to have played Bowden in the Elite Eight and yeah. Williams in the Final Four. Four, yeah, but that's. Yeah, if it's not yours, it's not yours, and it wasn't our it wasn't our time. So, there's so many things that just need to fall right, like the right in the wrong, right or wrong injuries are going to, or health and not healthy. The game you draw, the weather on that particular day can totally make or break like your run. I don't, I don't think, I don't think folks realize that how how all of those little things you know add up. So. And that's why it makes it incredible what Messiah did. Tough yeah. national championships, like yeah. But dude, th this is yeah, it is hard, and yeah. you know, that's true. Little, yeah, to do it back to back, like holy mackerel, man! Like what? What? It's like who? Who's actually playing? You know, like are they superheroes to one degree or another? You know, superpowers. So. Um, what? You're already at a pinnacle, like you're like you, you elite, your program's elite, right? Like you do, again, from the outside, like what, what ambitions do you have for your program going forward? You got a great culture. You get these kids who are bought in, who, who graduate, who come back, who do participate. Like, are they still very active? Like, how do you make it better? I mean, I think you just you keep keep what i want to do is just keep um making sure that kids know how much i care about them and and mm -hmm. that you know keeping the culture going mm -hmm. right i mean to me that's what it's about wins and losses will take care of itself but i want to make sure that the you know the 2029 recruit has the same experience it's been so powerful for the kids that have come through for the last 15 years. And mm -hmm. I, and I think it's easy. I want to make sure Paul, that as I get older, that like I'm able to still connect in ways that um, it has the same meaning behind them. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's that's yeah. not, that's not an easy thing to do, but for me, that's my focus is to make sure that they know and have the same experience because the world changes and we all change. But what doesn't change is like the need for connection the need for friendship, the need for mentorship. Yeah. And more than ever. More than ever. More than ever. More than ever. And so I, I want to be able to take the time to like, you know, one thing that's important to me that we do is I have lunch with three guys every single day during the academic year. Mm -hmm. So I go over to the dining hall and every single day I'll have lunch with three of our guys. And 95% mm -hmm. of the time it's, you know, just shooting the bull on, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on or, you know, Man City game. Um mm -hmm. That was a joke for my guys because they, yeah. they know I don't watch soccer. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
5% of the time, somebody, a significant other broke up with them or mm-hmm. they're going through something at home or, and that's where you're, that's where you're really uh, needed. And I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that, that's my goal. And from a soccer perspective, like I understand acutely, like it, <laughs> we've been so lucky Guys like Herman, Nico Pascalion, Spencer, Thomas Bull, like over, I'm going to forget people over the years to have these unbelievable players that have some of the best players in Division Three in the last mm-hmm. you yeah, know yeah. generation. How do I keep that going? I don't know. Like that seems difficult. <laughs> and, and you know, we're not always going to make the NCAA's. Yeah. We're not always going to make the NESCAC tournament, and that's going to be okay that we do. All that I care is that we keep trying mm-hmm. at the level we've tried at, mm-hmm. and you try your best in life and then the hell of it. And that's going to be our, that's going to be our focus. And you know, it's fun. Yeah. So that's my, that's what I want to just keep it rolling. And Mm -hmm. you know, would I like to win again? That'd be fun. But I also think, (laughs) I also think, thank goodness, hands and knees at night, Mm -hmm. you know, thanking God that, um, that we did win in 2015, because when you, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to win a national championship. What did I learn from that? That it doesn't mean that much. In in the way, and yeah. what I mean by that is, it means a lot in the relationships and in the yeah. team in achieving a goal. Cool. Yeah. But like, from a personal perspective, it doesn't define anything. No, right? and I'm still taking the trash out, and like, <laughs> nobody. Yeah. And so you you thank God that you're not sitting there chasing that for a oh, long yeah. time, because if you're chasing that, it's empty. It's empty calories. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. donut, yeah. and um. I, I think I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to do that young and, you know, would I like to keep winning? Yeah. But I, my focus, and this is also something that, that can be a, a positive and a negative. We don't talk about championships in Amherst. Like it's, I just want to beat Yeshiva on September 5th. That's it. Mm-hmm. September 6th. Like that's my only goal is to win the next game. And, you know, I think that's always been our, our only goal. Mm-hmm. Maybe Maybe that's not, I don't know, from a big picture, maybe that wears, I don't know. It, but that's how we look at things. Yeah. Well, I would say, like, the moment you start thinking about, oh, your next goal isn't the game in front of you, it's the, like, that's when you, that's when you stumble, right? That's when you trip up because you're, you're not focused in on it. And so your mind is somewhere else. Your feet want to be somewhere else. You're just going through motions, and that's when, that's when you can get hurt. That's, you know. Especially in NESCAC, where it's like, yeah, oh, no, know, totally, totally. Middlebury right. will beat us four to nothing yeah. on September 10th or whatever that date yeah. is if we're not yeah. like tuned 100, in. Yeah, 100%. We will lose four nothing. Yeah. I will promise you that right now. You can yeah. come back to this, whatever. <laughs> if we're not ready to go, we will get our butts kicked. And that's what yeah. happened to us first game of the year in 21. We went up to Bowdoin after yeah. two years off, yeah. and we got the game was one nothing. It should have been two or three nothing. Yeah. They kicked our butt. I mean, it was an embarrassment. So, like, it, the display, and, and now that then allowed us yeah. to fix our broken windows yeah. and, like, get back to a championship. And, and that probably wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been exposed so badly that day. But yeah. Bowden kicked our butt. And that's what can happen every single Saturday every, yeah, yeah. in our league. Yeah, that that's for sure. Like, how. Ha- do you, do you would you do you think do you think that playing 
NESCAC teams are the hardest games you will ever play in a season? Oh, I can't answer that because then it's going to be on somebody's pregame video. <laughs> That's <laughs> very true. Like, um, <laughs> on mean, the board. Look at what yeah, they said yeah, about it. <laughs> um, I think no, but you know what I mean. Like, look, you run a gauntlet every time, and I will say this, and and I think it happens in a lot of conferences where it's not always pretty because it's a, they, you know, it's like a street. It's not a boxing match; it's a street fight, you know. And and I think there's a lot to that because everybody is so good. And so, how do you how do you beat the other team, right? Like sometimes the soccer, no matter how good it is, it's not enough. You have to go out there and you have to will, you have to will the other team into defeat. And how do you do that? You just go after it. That's what I mean. Like, what's that? Yeah. One of my favorite games. And to to your point is like Middlebury 21 elite eight. I mean, that was a, that was two like really committed teams that were, you know, they're so well coached. They've got a bunch of good players, like, and it, but it's Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's yeah, every, yeah. every header, every second ball, yeah. every set piece. Yeah. You're like, not slouching off on anything. Everything's going hard on a tackle. You're not letting a guy settle the ball. You're hammering them. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it, it, I don't, it's not, I, yeah, it's not pretty. I get it. Yeah. Um, but it's every Saturday. Yeah. In our league, and that's why I think, you know, we've had an incredible run on a national level. NESCAC has as a league, a- absolutely. So I think it. I, I do think there is something, you know, like there's. You guys have to construct schedules to comp right to like out of out of conference games. They have to construct it in such a way to compensate for what they don't get in their conference. And I, I, I don't think that's the case with you guys at all. I think every game ends up being that, right? Like just super highly competitive. And I think that's what I'm referring to. I wasn't wanting you to become fodder for somebody's uh, motivational board. <laughs> um, hey, uh, just, just really quick. Um, what You had six ties, right? Like, I only counted five, but it said six. So one of the NCAAs or tournament games counted as a tie. Middlebury, Colby, Williams, Bowden, Connecticut College. Like what – do you like not having ties? Or it strikes me as like you would want to go – if you could do the old school, you play until there's a winner and do like eight overtimes like the – that's what you would want prefer? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't. It's like the fun police came and took away like exciting. Like, why? I don't understand it. It'd be, I'll tell you why. Because all the and some of these coaches that get on your podcast, like everyone wants to play Premiership. Like, listen, kid, we're, these are this is college soccer. We had this really exciting thing, which was Golden yeah. Goal, yeah. right? Like, why would we take that? I don't understand. Yeah. And on top of that, is you have unlimited subs, so. Yeah. If you're only playing 90 minutes, games are like 50 minutes long. Yeah. Like, because you're doing unlimited subs. Like, I, I don't understand. You can't have both. You can't have unlimited substitutions and do it with overtime. Yeah. It just doesn't – it's not – I just don't understand. You went to – I just – it drives me nuts. Look at this year's uh, World Cup, right? Mm. All of a sudden, extra time was 12 minutes, 13 minutes, 14 yeah. minutes. 
because you lose so much of the game. Yeah. Like, we're the shortest games there are. (laughs) It was the one thing we had. I didn't think overtime was long enough. I don't understand anyone that voted Uh, against, um, you know, uh, against having golden goal. And it's taken away. Like, I, I just don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. But... What, Whatever. What, so what do you, what do you say to the guys who will say like oh it's for player safety and stuff like that? I would say use we have unlimited substitutions. You yeah. can use guys, and if you showed me that like there's um, less of something over a five year, then I'll I'll yeah. be convinced. I just anecdotally don't think that it, it has made that twenty minutes makes that much of a difference. Yeah. So. I don't know. We don't play any soccer. Our soccer season's like potentially two months long. Yeah. Right? Like I just it was the one exciting thing we had. Yeah. And you know, because these guys want to pretend that they're like in the it just doesn't make no sense to me. So and I've made that clear. Uh I know you, you interviewed B- Brandon Bianco a couple of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon's my guy. Great guy, great guy. Great he's the best. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I call him he's really good with like all the national Yeah. He's in the rules committee. Yeah. Um and I, we, he should be the czar. He should be the permanent chair of the NCAA because he's really into it. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, I, I give him crap all the time about the golden goal thing because I yeah. think, like, well, what are we doing? Like, why? I don't have a good answer. And I probably can't be convinced. But Well, it is a – I've asked this or said this before. Was it – a solution looking for a problem or however that phrase goes, the problem looking for a solution. No, it wasn't even, was it even a problem, right? Like that, it, it, I don't necessarily think it was like, um, I don't, I, all of a sudden it seemed to be like, this is the issue. Um, well, division one wanted to do it. We kind of yeah. got blowed a little bit. And I think now, now this past off season, they, they changed the rules, federated rules. So you can, you can now within a sport have a different, gender rules you can have different yeah. division one division two division three yeah which i think will change stuff because I, I do think division one will go to limited substitutions that'll never happen in division three it um, shouldn't it should oh it absolutely should, it shouldn't right like why would you no idea yeah. but why would you even want that at division one i'm just right you might that that could open a whole pandora's box of right you bring in you're always at 12 men on the roster and that every year you got to find another 18 to round because guys are going to be like, well, I'm not playing. I'm out of here. Right. Like if we think it's bad now, I'm, I'm totally sure agree. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess can't control that the rules are the rules and you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got a couple more questions for you. I'll let you get on with your day. The, the first is, um, what does your your recruiting class look like that's coming in? Like, is it? Are you done? Do you do you have everybody set? Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we're pumped. Yeah, we got a uh, bunch of really good players. Mo Nuhu, kid from Hodgkiss, we're really excited about. Uh, Luca Oladike. Uh, we got a goalie coming in. Um, Lucas Searle. It's only a five-person class. Lucas Liu, who's on that top tour soccer, mm-hmm. whatever, top 150 list. And then who's the – and Riley Pretty is the captain for Shattuck, same areas. We're excited. We think all those guys will come in and, and push to play right away. Uh, it's going to be difficult because I think we have 
a bunch of guys that have returned. We don't lose much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't lose much. That's not true. We lose a lot from a um, – which is not a lot of guys. So, yeah, like, yeah. we lost Bernie White, the goalkeeper, who's playing professionally mm-hmm. in Scotland now, who all you guys totally got wrong. The Bernie White <laughs> thing. Um, Bernie's a stud. Uh, Alex Shemizardi, who played for four years. Yeah. Barky, who is as big of a driver of culture as you'll find. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Nico Kennery, who – what an amazing senior year Nico had. Played left back for us. Stepped in at center back when Ben got mm-hmm. hurt. So, like, no, we're pumped. I mean, we lose a lot. Really important guys, but we also think those first years, and um, maybe we'll have a transfer. Maybe we'll have some guys, some old friends, come back. Seven, eight, nine transfers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, some of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, you see, Johns Hopkins women like with the grad transfer thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I call Paul the Kevin Durant championship. There's an there's an asterisk on that, um, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not I'm not into the grad transfer. Thank goodness we've 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 not really dealt with it in the men's side, um, but uh, you know I, I think that holistically, like that's a bummer. And I think you hope that you have kids in your program for four years, mm-hmm. and that's the way you build your roster. Uh, yeah. But you know we'll see. The the other one I wanted to ask you is, and just the importance of the culture you've created in um, at Amherst, and you know the commitment you have to these kids. Like, what what is your what? I mean, how much of a priority are you looking? These five kids who are coming in, like, how much effort did you go through to find out? Like, are they good kids? Is this the kind of kid that we want in our locker room, right? Because they're they're bringing whatever whoever they are into that, right, into the locker room, and and is it destructive, right? Because I've seen, in it's as hard as it is to get to a spot where you guys are, right, from a cultural standpoint. It'll take one guy, two guys, a season to totally destroy it, right? And so I'm, that's curious about sort of that balance that you you, you, you might have. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we, I think it's a little bit of a more of an art than a science, right? I mean, as you're going through the recruiting process, you're just taking in a lot of different cues from a lot of different places. You're watching them, you're talking to coaches, you're, and then at some point when you, when you decide to to support them in the process or they're going to make a commitment you got to sort of know that they're your type of guy. And there's been plenty of people that have been really good players that I just think to myself, like, I just don't know if it's a fit. And that's not a referendum on them as a person. It just, yeah. it just, we have a really unique culture. Yeah. I would say that the way that things work now, it would be really hard to like be a counterweight to the, to the way that things operate. Like, you really have to stick out. And I think what we're looking for is guys that are amenable to being something, to being part of something that's like, you know, really selfless and bigger than themselves and, and has a, a responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's advanced citizenship. And I yeah. think the, the, <laughs> that's not, awesome. Not, not, I everybody's love that. Gonna, yeah, not everyone's going to come in with that, but you have to have the ability to go, all right, like, what is this all about? And by the way, we also want people to be themselves. Like yeah. the dumbest, 
the, the dumbest like saying in sports is, oh, there's no I in team. That's not true. There's a million eyes <laughs> in team. And we want to celebrate who yeah, those people are. People and are, we don't yeah. want to create cookie cutter people at all. Yeah. That's not what we're about. In fact, we're the opposite. But but within the context of like, hey, can you can you enjoy being part of this thing that's that's really special? I mean, I, you know, it's funny, like I I um <laughs> just a quick story about like I don't know. I was at the Wesleyan Tufts game this past year. If you remember, mm-hmm. Wesleyan won yeah. one nothing on a on a set piece. Um, Wednesday night, rainy, right? And I was we were sitting there. I was with another coach. Um, I won't drag him down by by telling you, <laughs> but I. Uh, but it's like pre games, right? And and they're doing the intros, and. Wesleyan guys get introduced and they're all on their feet and they're clapping and then the Tufts guys are clapping and they're going back to their bench and everyone's bringing it in and they're almost like yelling at each other and the energy was like at a 10, 10 right? Yeah. And I looked at it and the, the, the guy I was with, there's sort of a pause. And the guy I was with goes, you know, that's your fault, right? <laughs> and, I, and I thought to myself like, what a, a legacy. Because yeah, I do yeah. think that that's what like we're – our team doesn't sit down on the bench. We are, yeah. whether you're the first guy or the thirtieth guy, you're as part of every single thing that we do yeah. as everybody. And I think, and I think, in, in, to answer your question, you, you you have to attract people and be disciplined enough to bring people that are going to be able to bring that same amount of care and energy to everything that you do, and that are going to that are going to want to be pushed. And because I do think kids today, kids today, I sound like I'm, I'm a million years old, but like want the discipline and structure and boundaries that we all had. Um, they just need it differently. And so I don't want people to leave Paul, you know, 20 years from now and go, oh man, you know, Coach Chapone was a great guy, but I, I wish he pushed us harder. I want them to leave and go, yeah, yeah. That dude's nuts. He, <laughs> yeah. he cared about me yeah, more than yeah. anybody yeah. that I've ever been around. And for some so guys, much, he pushed me to my limit. Right. Right. And, Which and, you don't get. You definitely and, don't get. And at some point, I think coaches make the mistake sometimes, and I've had to learn this, is for some guys, that's going to mean chewing him out. Like, do you remember that kid, yeah. Cutler Coleman, the little guy? Yeah, like, yeah. Cutler wouldn't do anything unless I was yelling at him. Like, Cutler <laughs> needed – he he thrived on it, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how I was. Yeah. My mom and I, she's yelling at me all the time. Like Cutler just needed that. And that's to push Cutler, I needed to to be get on him. Yeah. Get yeah. on him. Yeah. Then there's other guys I've coached that they do one thing and you can feel their eyes right on you. Because yeah. all they want to do is please. And yeah, so for yeah. those guys, you gotta I would never get on them. Yeah, yeah. I need to pull them aside and go, hey, hey, you did a great job there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little more of that. And, yeah. and and I think that that balance is so important, and that's where it is individual. And yeah. so I can deal with a lot of different personalities mm-hmm. um, as long as the foundational stuff is the, is the case. And the foundational stuff hasn't changed much. Another thing that makes me really proud, Paul, is that we have this thing. So, you know, like, um, if you're, like, eighth grade biology, I don't even know if biology is taught in eighth grade. But like, you know, you used to go to Barnes and Noble and they would do a one sheet, right? So everything you really needed to know about eighth grade bio would be on this one sheet you could buy at Barnes and Noble. 
Well, every fall, we give a one sheet out to all of our student athletes. And everything you need to know about Amherst soccer is on this one sheet of paper. And we laminate it, give it to the guys every fall. Well, I'm getting goosebumps now. But I get all these pictures from people that are 30, 32 years old in their office. That one sheet is up on their on their office wall. Yeah. And so, you know, Max Ficka, who's one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth, like here's a guy that was on the Forbes 40 under 40 list or 30 Mm -hmm. under 30. I forget which one. He'll get mad at me. Um, But that's his that's up on his office wall. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to me, like. um, Max is a great story. Quick Max story. Uh, He ended up being an All-American stud, Mm -hmm. like really good player. Max, his first year, we were going. We were going on a trip, and it was after '08 when the whole financial crisis and mm-hmm. the budgets were shrinked on all the teams, and you couldn't mm-hmm. bring everyone on your away trips. Right. Well, Chris Doney comes to me, and he's like, "Dude, we forgot. We got to bring somebody in the film." And I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like, and Max was like in my sight, yeah, like my line of sight. I go, "Bring Max." You know, I go, "Max, come over here." He goes, "Hey, coach." He's a first year. I go, "Listen, dude. Uh, good news, bad news." You know, good news is you're going to come with us on the trip. Bad news is you can't dress and you're going to you're going to uh, video, video guy. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes, yes. <laughs> and that. But the point is. Max had it. Max has always had it. Yeah. And the reason is he's going to make an absurd amount of money and be un- unbelievably successful is not because he's so smart. Not because he is not because he's got all these you know, skills that no one else yeah. has. It's because he has that thing that goes, I just want to be part of things. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to find a way to be useful. And I want to be part of teams. And and like, that's gold. And, yeah, and yeah. celebrating those things mm-hmm. is what I think we try to be really intentional about. And I've told that Max Ficka story over and over because he's as good of a leader as I've ever been around. And, and you, you got to be able to give yourself over and, Gosh, I've been so lucky to have a million of those guys mm-hmm. and have a million of them right now. I mean, yeah. this group is so enjoyable to be around. Um, it, it's just the vibe has been so good for a bunch of years now. I just I can't wait till August rolls around just to be around them every day and, and yeah, be a yeah. small part of it. Yeah. All right, Coach. This was, first of all, let me just say, this was absolutely fantastic because I thought we would get in again, me thinking like I was going to talk about the soccer part and I am very pleased to say that we, the soccer part, I I get a lot more because it's not about the soccer. The soccer is just, and and I enjoy hearing that. Um, The second thing is one of these days we will have another conversation where we will talk about the soccer on the field and, we will we'll t- we'll hash that out. But until then, I do appreciate the time. This was fantastic. This is really good. Yeah, Paul, I appreciate it. And, and again, like I I, I do think um, w- the time that you probably have to give to all this, like from a from a big picture standpoint, like Division Three, these guys work so hard, and for 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 them to get um, for all these coaches and programs. And I've learned a lot just this weekend when I watched some of those videos mm-hmm. about some of these schools that I hadn't even heard of, I think is amazing. I would say that I hope that there are 
you know, we, we are in this time of like, I could care, like, doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm good. But I do think the way we talk about, and I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking 30,000 foot, the way we talk about some of these kids, and they oh, are I kids. totally agree. I And I, I'm a big culprit of that, too. Like, I, no. I, I have that streak in me like I and it's soccer and I and I always try to say I try to come back to yeah they're soccer players and then I try to rem- and I always end up remembering right these, these guys got feelings they got parents they got right like and I got to be a little bit more respectful of that. no no I'm not calling you up but I do think that a lot of times the internet oh totally those message boards become difficult toxic, and I think yeah, yeah. we're at this moment in time where there's there's you know, depression and anxiety rates have doubled for college kids yeah. in 2016. Yeah. They're under a lot of pressure. And so I, yeah. I just, for everybody watching, and, and I, you know, I need to be mindful of it as a as a mentor and a leader and a coach as well. Like, I, I hope that that at some point you understand that these kids are, are all of them, not, yeah. not certainly not Amherst, but just everybody yeah. are extraordinary. And they're yeah. playing a college sport and they're trying their best. And, yeah. um, I think we need to do a little more celebrating them than, than yeah. calling them out. And it's really easy to call them out, but it, it, it's also, you know, I, I think yeah. it can be damaging. And, and yeah. kids, if you want to call somebody out, call me out. I'm good. <laughs> I can handle it. Yeah. Although the one person, Derek Shea, my assistant, uh-huh. um, you know, there are a couple of times guys have taken shots at Derek. Like, uh-huh. believe me, you know, you can get in a, in a, you know, you can come at me and make moral whatever. Yeah. Not Derek Shea. That guy's is <laughs> one of the best human beings, yeah. one of the best soccer coaches. He's the principal of elementary school right downtown. Uh-huh. And so um, you're way out of your league if you're taking shots at Derek Shea. I don't think I've taken shots at him. Not you. Yeah, yeah. I, um, but I would, I, would ag- I would agree in general. Like, uh, Just so you know, part of the reason for this whole channel was – Again, there's a bunch of reasons, but but one of them was like, look, you got these kids. Again, I'm not valuing d- different divisions or regardless. You have these student athletes that are committing themselves to not only the academic part but the sport part, and doing both of those is very difficult. It, individually, they're very difficult, but doing the two of them is extremely difficult, and I think we need to, you know. Part of this is to celebrate. Hey, we. I. I see it. I see it. I'm. I, this, being a student athlete is no greater, you know, honor for f- to see these kids go out there and do what they do, knowing all of the stuff they have to put in and, and, and into it. And so I'm. I'm. I'm with you there. Um, it's but, amazing. It's amazing what they do. Yeah. It's great uh, what you guys are doing, yeah. um, and what you're doing because I'm sure that this is, uh, you know at least a labor of love, it probably takes a lot of time and effort. And- I make a million dollars a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did tell you when you emailed me that I wanted yeah, the revenue yeah. share. My lawyers, the simple, simple coach lawyer team is working on, you know, it's pretty comprehensive. So it's a lot of paperwork, but you'll, you'll get your revenue share All right, it's in the mail. <laughs> we, business. we need our own, uh, yeah. you know, it's always quiet until we start to get rolling at the end of the year, and then people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then comes a, the, the, then the animal sacrifice. And yeah, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's all like good. Like I said, the am hater. Uh, the am haters. That, that's that to me. I saw that. I thought that was just absolutely priceless when they when. Uh... 
It will be something that I said on this podcast. The am haters jump on, and there's going to be a 18 page thread. My favorite, my favorite was the one dude. I, I, we were laughing. I was crying laughing with an alum the other night. The one dude had like a 14-page post about how actually us making the Sweet 16, whatever, 15 years in a row wasn't that impressive. Like, <laughs> that's a zag. I'll give you that. Like, that's a take. That's a take. <laughs> yeah. Look, it doesn't matter. There will be something. But anyway. All right. All right. Appreciate all, right, all you guys. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. See ya. If you like this show make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes you can also find me on anti-social media on facebook twitter and instagram thanks this is a message from my chief marketing i think this keeps him happy